At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSAN, the sports betting network. Welcome to Live Bet Saturday, presented by BetMGM. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel, Danny Burke alongside here, second hour with Danny and myself. We've got a lot going on in the world of college basketball. Some of the early scores just coming out of the break, so we'll give you those updates right now. Iowa State, Danny, I will talk to you here. 33-21, the score at halftime. Uh, Kansas, in the last 10 minutes or so, uh, just absolutely blitzed by the Cyclones, who are getting up and down the floor. 11 turnovers for Kansas in this game. Do you want to get in here at half? I am slightly tempted. And the reason I'm just a little bit hesitant is because of Kansas and how they've looked overall. Like, yeah, I was kind of hoping for a deficit, but maybe not to that margin. But you got to think their shooting is going to improve a little bit. I mean, just 8 of 25 from the floor, whereas Iowa State is shooting 48.4% from the floor right now. Both aren't doing a tremendous job shooting beyond the arc but like you said too i mean the turnovers are a big issue so you got to have them naturally limit in that regard and then just hope some of these shots start falling down so i may take a little piece on kansas i'm seeing about eight across the board at some spots is mm-hmm. the highest number even seven and a half as we're seeing at bet mgm so uh, i may take like a little like a half unit on eight just because I, again i have some hesitancy with just how poorly Kansas is shooting. But again, you got to think they're going to be able to make some of those adjustments. So not going to go crazy with it. May just get involved a little bit, taking the points with the Jayhawks. Yeah, 13 of 22 inside the arc for Iowa State. Uh, A lot of these buckets have come off turnovers and turning those turnovers uh, into points and going back the other way. Four steals for Iowa State coming back the other way too. And winning that turnover battle, by the way, 11 to four. So not giving away those free extra possessions uh, in that one. Also back underway here, Virginia Tech and Virginia, uh, 36-32, 17-27 left to go in the second and rolling. Uh, Virginia Tech, for those who do not know, uh, I am in on the uh, Hokies here, 36-32 the score now, but they've one and a half uh, in this game. This has pretty much been where it's at this entire contest um, with Virginia Tech just kind of slowly just extending their arm out and keeping Virginia at bay. We'll see if they can continue to do that here in the second half. Both teams playing some tremendous defense, as you can kind of tell with the score, but also... Uh, these are pretty solid defensive clubs, but this is also part of the trend. Do I get a charge here? What are we doing? Yep. Come on. Send it the other way. Um, the unranked team at home favored over the ranked team, as we had talked about early, a trend that a lot of people like. And our colleague Tim Murray, I believe, told me last night, 25 and 10 against the spread. Those teams favored in those situations. So Virginia Tech looking to extend that. Uh, we have another one actually later today, which we can talk about too. 
um, in this um, college basketball card. Double check to see if this number's still there. Yeah, Oklahoma State later today. That's coming up in an hour. Is a four-point favorite over TCU. TCU, of course, the 15th-ranked team in the country on the road there. So that would fall into this trend, too. Okie State, a four-point favorite with a total of 138. The other scores worth noting in the tw- uh, top 25, just one. UConn, Georgetown, all tied up at 31 apiece here at that one. That is uh, at the break between those two. We have, coming up at 10 a.m., a top 25 game, Baylor and Texas Tech, uh, underway right now. In the Big 12, Baylor closes as about a 9.5-point favorite, total of 143.5. So that is going to be one we can monitor. Uh, Jonathan Chamuchachua playing for Baylor in this matchup, too. A uh, big thing there. Wake Forest and Notre Dame in the ACC. Wake's going to go off as a three-point favorite in this matchup against Notre Dame uh, in the range uh, of about a three-point favorite. And just underway, Ole Miss and Vanderbilt in the SEC. Vanderbilt with an early 4 nothing lead over the Ole Miss Rebels. Can I hit you with some breaking news, Danny? Are you ready for this? Let's get it. Let's hear it. We have breaking news in the world of combat sports. You big combat sports guy. Yeah, if it's a big enough event, I'll uh, I'll look into it. I think I know what news you're about to yeah, break. You might be in on this Break it for one. all the people. Uh, <laughs> Conor McGregor is back. He will serve as a uh, the ultimate fighter uh, coach, one of the coaches uh, coming up for the uh, this for those who don't know that is the uh, UFC led reality show. Uh, he and Michael Chandler will be the coaches for the Ultimate Fighter in the new season, and then they will meet. Uh, the rumor is sometime in September, but we do know that they are going to fight Conor McGregor back in the UFC, and he will face Michael Chandler at 170 pounds coming up later in the year. And um, hate to admit it, but every time I'm like, I'm done. They pull me back in. I'm in. Let's go. I'm in. I'll watch it. They know how to get you. The UFC needs that superstar back in the mix. They need that drama to unfold. <laughs> I mean, not that there's not other good fighters and other good matchups to look forward to, but I mean, let's be honest, love it or hate him, nobody promotes like McGregor. Uh, no, but I would also say that one of my favorite things uh, over the last few years when Conor McGregor has fought in the UFC is to bet against him. So uh, I am yes. totally in on this. The market yeah. loves him. The market absolutely loves him every single time. And he gets a pretty good value going against him. So we'll see what some of the projected lines are going to be here uh, for a matchup like that at 170 pounds. But uh, Chandler, look, I am not, uh, I used to be a very big and like super into the details of mixed martial arts. Just say this, Chandler can wrestle. And um, the path that, is he really Michael Chandler is a Missoula alum, huh? Did not know that. Uh, or Conor McGregor. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I would assume that Michael Chandler <laughs> is the Mizzou alum. Um, no, but I, Chandler could wrestle, man. And uh, this is going to be one where, again, if you're smart, you're going to just try to consistently take Conor down to the mat and see what happens. But uh, a very, very exciting matchup nonetheless. And I cannot wait to watch uh, what's going to happen there. So we'll see what the uh, projected prices are. That's going to start coming out here in the next couple of minutes. And we'll see, uh, as some books get their hands on this, what this is going to be. I uh, wanted to update really quickly, too. Uh, this is you know, kind of a big news deal, uh, but it's an eight point. He averages like eight and a half points per game. Uh, Derek Whitehead again is out tonight for this matchup against North Carolina. So Duke without Whitehead once more uh, again, averages about eight and a half points per game has been missing time recently. So I don't think it's really worth uh, adjusting a number four because he has been out and uh, you can probably recreate some of that scoring as uh, Duke has been forced to do recently. But Derek Whitehead, according to John Rothstein, is not going to play later today against North Carolina. And I think that was kind of expected. So Duke's still holding as a three and a half point favorite there. Would not expect much in terms of an adjustment with that matchup later today. All right. So with that, uh, we were supposed to hit a couple of NBA games. And I wanted to update because we do have a a lengthy injury report uh, on a couple of these matchups. So we were talking about Lakers and uh, Pelicans. So this game gets moved because LeBron James, of course, uh, was uh, on the verge and is on the verge of setting the uh, all-time scoring record. Lengthy injury report here, though. LeBron James is questionable. Russell Westbrook is questionable. Anthony Davis is probable, but in today's day and age in the NBA, probable does not mean what you think it is. Uh, we talked about this. Actually, I had a great guest on Matt Milesman, Danny. Uh, we were discussing uh, on one of the episodes of the podcast, Harvard Handicappers, that I do for the NBA here at VSIN. By the way, check out everything we do from a pod- podcast perspective. Danny has a great podcast that he helps out with with the National Football League and uh, you know, I don't want to ruin any surprises, but it might have another endeavor coming up soon uh, as well. Uh, but when we're talking about some of these injury designations, even probable nowadays, Danny, you can actually think that probable is a little bit more like questionable. There have been quite a few guys that have been listed as probable today in the NBA uh, who have been um, then missing games as they are listed as probable. Giannis, one of the more famous examples. So mm-hmm. even though he is listed as probable, just be cautious when it comes to Anthony Davis. But this is one where... 
You have a New Orleans Pelicans team that is absolutely sliding, um, has was in one of the worst situations that you've seen in a really long time. I don't know if you caught what happened with them in Dallas, where Dallas had this snowstorm the other day. The Pelicans were in Denver. They had to stay there overnight and then fly in day of the game to play Dallas. Lost that game, failed to cover, and now they're back home to host the Lakers. So the Pelicans have been sliding, haven't been playing very well, but this Lakers team all over the place in terms of injuries. Nothing worth investing in from a pre-flop standpoint, but an interesting game nonetheless. Do you have investment emotionally in LeBron James setting this record at some point? (laughs) From uh, my emotional perspective, I do not. Uh, Look, it's exciting, sure, but I'm not going out of my way necessarily to you know, sit down and watch it. I'll catch the highlight after it happens. But look, it's going to be exciting. It'll be blasted on Twitter for the next week. You know how wow. that goes. But uh, I don't know. I mean, like, it's fine. Like, you know, it's coming. It's not like a shock that is just absolutely incredible. And it's not a guy that I root for. Look, I was a diehard Bulls fan growing up. So wow. I had so much hatred and disdain for LeBron James when he was playing for the Cavs and Miami Heat. But uh, no, of course, I respect everything that he's doing. And Realized the greatness, but uh, yeah, not going out of my way. As for this game, though, JBT, with them going up against the Pelicans, I think you made a good point earlier and then obviously kind of reiterated it. I mean, with the spread so narrow, with the unknown because of these injury statuses, there's nothing I would want to do pre-flop in this spot. And you don't know what performance out of the Pelicans you're going to get. I mean, consistently, they've been bad. We, We understand that as of late. And then on the side of Los Angeles, even when they are winning, it's not pretty. So, I, I, again, I think this is a game where you test out the rhythm, see what the tempo is looking like, see who's actually playing out there, and then try to hammer it from an in-game perspective. But it's just too dangerous to jump in before you know anything official. Yeah, Pelicans in their last 15 games, 2-13 and 13 straight up, and the third-worst offensive rating in the NBA, 109. Uh, they have not been good since they have lost Zion Williamson, and that has been a very yeah. big problem for them. Brandon Ingram's back. Uh, but clearly looks like a dude who has missed quite a bit of time due to a toe issue that kept him out. By the way, uh, Ellie, was that you who was saying that, like, you were talking to me just now, right? Like, hey, nobody's given this thing enough respect. Like LeBron James, he's about to set a record. He's only 63 points away. It's a pretty big deal. Danny, disrespectful. Doesn't even care. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. What would you... Did you make the bet <laughs> on uh, when he would do it? No, I did not. I mean, to be actually, I'm chastising you. To be honest with you, I actually, this really hasn't registered for me either. Um, now, he was, it was 12 to 1 to do it in this game here, uh, I guess theoretically, if he's got a 64-point performance in him tonight, which yeah, he could, um, maybe, I mean, obviously he could set it here if he scores 64. I would go against that happening today, um, but we were keeping track of it a little bit, but I was not into it from a betting perspective as a, a lot of people were. I also thought the Bucks game made a little bit more sense, and it seems like maybe we're going to trend uh, in that direction if that is going to be the case. Uh, also, from a, a key injury standpoint, as we're monitoring everything going on uh, in the world of the NBA, because that's all you're doing now at this point when it comes to uh, a lot of these matchups. We get Golden State and uh, Dallas later today. Luka Doncic will not play tonight for the Dallas Mavericks. Warriors have quite a few guys listed as questionable that are uh, of note, including Draymond Green and Clay Thompson. Steph Curry listed as probable. So it's a, it's a minefield when it comes to these injuries. But if you're wondering why the Warriors are laying 10 and a half, it's because Luka Doncic is not going to play. All right. On the other side, let's talk a little bit about the Super Bowl, man. We got some props out there, but really let's discuss some of the early narratives, how it ties in, some injury news as well. Get some general thoughts on what's going to happen between the Chiefs and the Eagles coming up in about, what, eight days from now. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM is all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. You've got to be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a gambling problem, Call 1-800-522-4700. Pretty much maintaining our pace here in Virginia Tech uh, in Virginia. Damn, it's 43-40. So this has been like this three, two-point gap uh, throughout this entire game. Man, I don't know if it's just like it's tiring playing. There's been a lot of uh, short front iron threes that are looking pretty ugly from both sides here. Uh, But a classic ACC clash between two Virginia teams. So uh, 43-40. 12.33 12.33 left to go as Virginia takes possession and heads down to the opposite end of the floor. That is what I'm tracking here uh, in this game. So, Super Bowl, I, I never know. So, Super Bowl 57, is that where we're at? L-V-I-I, yeah. is that what this is? Okay, cool. Um, Roman numerals are not my strength, I will tell you that much. So, let's talk about some narratives heading into this game and how they might match up and affect what we are going to watch in about a week's time. Let's start with the Eagles because the Eagles got here one because they're pretty good. Uh, They also took advantage of the easiest schedule in the National Football League. Uh, That was projected, by the way, at the start of the year. It's why a lot of people like Matt Humans thought that this team from a regular season standpoint was going to be very good because the schedule that's set up very nicely. And it turns out the Eagles are a pretty good team on top of that. So as we look at this now, Eagles, one and a half point favorite. I think it was Mitch Mitch and Paul had a great number on this in terms of the teams when there is a gap in strength of schedule between the two teams, right? Like that is, I think it's more than like 10 places. The team that had yeah. the hardest schedule, and you might know this, Danny, because you, of course, are mm-hmm. a, uh, a professional podcast who's, who hosts our NFL, uh, hosts our <laughs> NFL uh, pod up on um, wherever you find your podcasts. Is that something that you think is going to play out here in just that maybe? And I don't think it's like, hey, the Eagles... It's not one of those where it's like the Eagles are playing weak competition. They're not ready for it. I think that plays out in the sense of the market might overvalue how good this Eagles team is because they're basing their evaluation of that team off of results against one of the easier schedules in the NFL, right? Like, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. And here, here's the number, by the way. So, yeah, Adam Berg kind of expounded on this with the VEASAN article that, you know, Mitch and Pauly were talking about as well. So it goes since 2000 in the Super Bowl in 13 games with a strength of schedule difference of 10 or more spots. The Mm -hmm. teams that played the better schedule is 10 and three straight up eight and five against the spread. So the Eagles were 31st Chiefs are 16. But what's noteworthy is that of those 10 winners, nine of them played a top 10 strength of schedule. And uh, furthermore, than seven played a top five when you get even deeper into it. So, again, it's all taken into context, but. Look, JBT, I haven't made a bet yet, but I do lean toward Kansas City a little bit. And it's kind of funny when I'm like telling people why I like Kansas City, it's kind of goes against a lot of the handicapping process that I typically do. Like when you look at pound for pound position, the Eagles should outweigh the Kansas City Chiefs right now. When you look at the metrics, you know, DVOA, all those kind of stats, the advantage you would think lies with Philadelphia. 
But I can't help but think that the experience of Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes going to their third Super Bowl, them having faced these pressured situations, not only in years past, but in this season, is going to prove to be better. I mean, look, if you're telling me that you're going to bet the Eagles and you list out all the advantages they have, I'm not going to completely go nuts arguing against you. I'm just going to tell you why I feel a tad bit more comfortable catching Patrick Mahomes as a slight underdog. In Philadelphia, with Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts, not only do they have one of the easiest paths throughout the playoffs, and look, I get it, they're incredibly talented. It doesn't mean I'm going to be shocked if they win. It wouldn't surprise anybody, but... When have we seen this team really be put under pressure is my question. I, mm-hmm. I, I mean, you, you talk about that game against the Indianapolis Colts, I guess, when they came back in the last second. That was the Colts, and that was Jeff Saturday. Oh, whoa, whoa. Our, <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry, my bad, my bad. Um, you had the game against the Commanders where if the Chiefs can kind of replicate that philosophy to a certain degree. That's how you defeat this Eagles team. You you really look to capitalize against their poor run defense that is allowing 4.7 yards per rush attempt. You control time of possession, keep the ball out of the hands of Hurts and company as much as possible, and that's how you can have success. But it, it's a problem with Kansas City to a certain extent because they don't run the ball that efficiently. They'll have their times where they can do it, but if they can really maximize that, I think that's where they can get a stronghold of this game. They get a lead, and that's when that pressure comes in on Sirianni, on Hurts. Oh my gosh, our backs are against the wall on the biggest stage. How are we going to respond? We've seen Patrick Mahomes respond in those situations. It happened when they won the Super Bowl against the 49ers. It's happened in several games this year, and you may look back and go, ah man, I don't know. They almost lost to the Texans. They almost lost to this team, this team, and that team. Yeah, it's not ideal, but more often than not, a team that seamlessly makes their way to the top is going to be beat down because they haven't been chiseled with that adversity a lot of the time. You see it in many sports. So I think that gives a slight advantage to the Chiefs. Even if people don't want to buy into that narrative, I'm someone who is going to buy into it. And it's not a sole reason why I like the Chiefs, but I think it does play a large part. Uh, as our producer Elliot points out, please respect on the name of the Indianapolis Colts who have a plus two point differential against the two Super Bowl competitors. So I'm just going to put that out there. My they have, in two games in eight quarters, they have outscored both the Eagles and the Colts by two points. So let's just uh, let's respect <laughs> what's going on there with Indianapolis. And so all your points, absolutely I agree with. Then I think, too, like when you're looking at this overall, as I mentioned, it, it tends to like the market like really really swung in the Eagles direction part of it is the evaluation you know I also thought as we kind of tie in one of these other narratives and things that we're looking at right these injuries I thought the market kind of freaked out Danny after the AFC championship game about some of these wide receiver injuries for the Kansas City Chiefs and over like I like I was watching the market right because the circle where I'm sitting at opened up Chiefs minus two and a half other spots opened Chiefs minus one and a half and it swung all the way as far as two and a half for the Philadelphia Eagles and that's where it stopped but I think the market was just kind of freaking out about some of these injuries. And we do have updates. Juju Smith-Schuster, yeah. Kadarius Tony, a more hopeful outlooks as it was placed. Uh, Reed said that uh, Juju Smith-Schuster was, quote, in a good place. Sounds like both of them are going to play. McCall Hardman is probably not going to be available. And Patrick Mahomes is going to be fine as well. And, like, you get two weeks between these games. Yeah. Like, that's the other part about it. So, like, from my perspective, I have made a bet. I have placed it. I bet the Chiefs' money line here uh, in this game. And we're talking about just the side so far. We can get the props, too, at some point. But, like, when it comes to just this game outright, I am like I am on the mindset that I think the Chiefs should be favored here. All of the points that you're making, uh, I think that when you're looking at this from evaluating what the season was like, I think, again, going back to that stat, that is more people will take that stat in terms of the harder schedule as Team X is not ready to play. When for me, it's just the market that it gets a little noisy when you play a weak schedule and your metrics are as good as they are against weak competition and really not so much against some of the uh, better teams like a team like the Kansas City Chiefs, plus the injuries making some noise there. So, yeah, I bet Kansas City here think they should be favored. Again, I don't think I'm making a massive statement when it's a one-and-a-half-point spread, right? Like, I think it should just be, like, I thought two-and-a-half was a fair number two, and uh, that's what I was expecting. It had opened like that, but it swung massively in the other direction. But I, I thought a big part of what the move was was some of these injuries and what it's going to be. One more thing I wanted to ask you. Um, as we put here on the rundown, Kansas City Chiefs in terms of the run defense, uh, over 107 rush yards per game, but the 4.4 yards per carry is what a lot of people will point to. Uh, can they contain the Eagles from a run game standpoint? My rebuttal here would be, I, I don't think this is about the run game. I think this is more about Jalen Hurts and how he's going to yeah. play. And frankly, he did not play very well against the San Francisco 49ers at all. Uh, PFF passing grade in that game of 62.3. It was very mundane. And you can talk about like, oh, well, he didn't have to do that much. 
when it was 7-7 and he was having to do like everything, he didn't look good. He missed A.J. Brown on what would have been a touchdown pass by a mile. He was all over the place in terms of his accuracy. And I think you could also make the argument in the divisional round, while he looked healthier and better still, a PFF passing grade against the Giants, Danny, is 65.5. It's not really great for Jalen Hurts coming into a game where they're going to have to maintain, I think, some semblance of a consistent offense against Kansas City. Yeah, if the Eagles can run the ball, certainly that's what they're going to want to do. But if you're a defense that has made it this far to the Super Bowl, you're going to be able to make adjustments and inevitably end up containing that run effort, thus putting pressure on Jalen Hurts, which you and I are not sure how he's going to be able to handle it. And the reason that it's different as well, JVT, is because who's the opposing quarterback? It's Patrick Mahomes. I mean, the list of quarterbacks the Eagles have faced is kind of ridiculous. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback that they have faced this year, right? They had Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins, Wentz, Lawrence, and that was in a bad weather game. Kyler Murray, Cooper Rush, Kenny Pickett, Mills, Heineke, Matt Ryan, Rodgers, Tannehill, Malik Willis, Daniel Jones twice, who only plays well against the Vikings, Justin Fields, no comment on that one, Dak Prescott, who's a turnover machine, Andy Dalton, Davis Webb, and then Brock Purdy, who couldn't throw, and Josh Johnson, who's a four-string quarterback, they could run it and get away with it because there's no rebuttal from the other team. Patrick Mahomes and company will be able to respond very quickly, so that's going to force Hurts to throw, which, like you said, how efficient is he going to be? He hasn't needed to be that incredible throughout this postseason. Wow, I feel like you've been thinking about that point for quite a bit. Just a little bit. Maybe uh, you've been just, just rattling off those names. I, I again would argue, you know, maybe uh, leave Matt Ryan off the list. Okay. All right, we'll take <laughs> you our got break. your Matt Ryan jersey <laughs> in the closet. That's right. I bought it. About three of them. Chase Kitty's going to be with us next. We'll talk a little bit more about this Super Bowl matchup, what he thinks is going to happen a little bit later today. Also in college basketball, don't go anywhere. As Kitty, betting analyst for BetMGM, joins us next year on Live Bet Saturday. Saturday on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The big game means big plans for VSIN. is going to be in the middle of all the action broadcasting live from Radio Row in Phoenix. How about that? With athlete and celebrity interviews and our experts breaking down the games, you won't want to miss any of VSIN's coverage. Huddle up, watch, follow the money, Lombardi line, VSIN final countdown, and VSIN primetime all live from Radio Row starting next week. And of course, remember. Betting splits, expert picks, and big game props all available over at vsin.com. That's V-S-I-N.com. For anybody listening and or watching who's not a part of the uh, subscription service, guess what? $9.99 introductory offer. You can see everything we have to give. All right, with that, let's welcome in our next guest, Chase Kitty, betting analyst over at BetMGM. Uh, Chase was a fan of my um, impassioned, impassioned plea. Um, It wasn't a plea. It was actually more of like just really hot take. I'll say it for the audience here because I I never want to I never want to hide winners from anybody. So just remember this point: the <laughs> Carolina Panthers and Frank Reich are going to get Derek Carr and they're going to win the NFC South and then they're going to get smoked by whoever they play at home in the first round of the postseason next year. Take that to the bank, Chase. What do you think? Also, Frank Reich did deserve to get fired because he had the Colts spend assets to go and get some of these failed quarterbacks. That's it. Just gonna say. It. Somebody's got to win that conference, and uh, Brady's not there. So, yeah, I mean, the Panthers can go 7-10, and 10 and that you can cash a good number. I think they'd go 9-8. and eight. How about that? I rebut you with a 9-8. and eight. Uh, All right, let's talk, about, <laughs> let's talk about some real stuff. College hoops. Um, first off, uh, I wanted to ask you, because, you know, we have all of these big games a little bit later today. I wanted to ask you about a big game first off the bat. It, it, we get some injury news every once in a while, and I think it's pretty mundane, but I think people see it and might react to it because they don't follow it a lot. Dariq Whitehead not playing for Duke means nothing, right? Like, he's been out. I don't think they expected him to play. But I think some people will see an eight-and-a-half point-per-game scorer for Duke and go, hey, this might mean something. I don't think it does. The market doesn't think it does either. And he's been out for a while. Duke three-and-a-half now with a total 145-and-a-half. Uh, I agree with you. I don't think it matters very much. It's a tight number. Uh, you're probably picking a winner. Maybe if you think the three-and-a-half comes into play, then you like Carolina. But I, I don't think it matters that much. I think you're right. All right, Chase, what do you think about this Purdue and Indiana showdown? And I know this may not be a game that's making the top of your list, but of course we have to get into it. And look, I, you know, I'm taking the point in the hook with Purdue. If Indiana beats me, so be it. But uh, obviously Purdue matches up extremely well. Indiana losing at Maryland, their last game, kind of in that look ahead spot. I'm curious to see how they bounce back. A lot of times when the market's moving against the top team, it's not good, but I'm going to take my chances here. What do you think for this game? 
It's not a bet for me, but I do like a side. I just don't like it enough to bet it. And I'm oppo you. I'm on the Indiana side. Uh, It's a pure market thing for me. Anytime you have the number one ranked team who's a who's a small dog uh, to a team like Indiana, I feel like the number is kind of telling you you should be a little skeptical there of Purdue. Um, The reason I'm not actually pulling the trigger on it and betting the Hoosiers is just I feel like Indiana has has kind of underwhelmed me. It was almost the same feeling I had about this Tech UVA game that's on right now, where looking at Virginia Tech as a short home favorite against a team in the top 10 like UVA, normally that's an automatic play for Virginia Tech for me. But something about the way Tech closes games made me more gun-shy than I would usually be. And something about the way Indiana, it just feels like they, you know, they they take whole segments off. They they're just not as good as I think the sum of their parts should be. Indiana would be the side that I would I would be on and, and the side that I like, but I, I think I'm just gonna lay out. But I, I would be oppo you on that. Yeah. So we've had kind of chase like this theme right in a couple of these matchups, especially some of these big ones today. Uh, contrasting styles. We get that a little bit in Purdue and Indiana, right? Indiana a little bit quicker in Big Ten play. Purdue's pretty slow. Uh, you get an extreme example of it later today in the West Coast Conference. St. Mary's uh, is playing at an agonizingly slow pace, and Gonzaga wants to speed you up here. What do you make of this matchup and that that dynamic where you have the quick team versus the slow team and what generally wins out when you see it? I don't know if there's a general rule about like what, what works better, the slower team or the faster team. I do know I really like St. Mary's, and, yeah. and it's it's a market thing again. It's... It's St. Mary's at a short number when the the market has just there's there's no appetite at which people get tired of betting on Gonzaga. But but the case with Gonzaga this year is their brand has kind of been stronger than their actual team. Uh, They're a garbage ATS team. They've been bad kind of all year. And the fact that St. Mary's gets priced as the favorite in this spot when the book knows they're going to take a ton of action on Gonzaga plus the points is pretty telling. That's exactly how it's played out. It's massive volume on Gonzaga at BetMGM. I checked the numbers before I got on here. It was more than 60% of the tickets were on Gonzaga. I love St. Mary's here. I do think they're going to be successful in slowing the game down. I do think they're going to cover a number like three. I would even think about looking at an alt spread because I just think they're the straight-up better team this year. In SEC play, you've got Kentucky and Florida squaring off today. Florida coming off a really nice win against the Volunteers. Kentucky themselves coming off a solid win against the Rebels. Market moving a little bit toward the Wildcats here, up to as high as five in the hook. You agree with that sentiment in terms of the market admiration for the home team here, Chase? I do. Total sell high on Florida. Uh, I, I think they've been kind of a mediocre team this year. And I, I ask myself when I'm handicapping this game, OK, Florida just gets the, the big sort of season making win over Tennessee. If they lost that game, what's the number in this spot in Lexington? I think they are a six, seven, seven and a half point underdog to Kentucky. The way that Kentucky's turned it around and figured out sort of what they need to do to be successful after that South Carolina loss. So I, I really liked Kentucky and I feel like because of the Florida outcome, that we saw with uh, with Tennessee a few days ago, they are just they're getting way fewer points than they probably should in this matchup. Inherent value on Kentucky because of all that. Uh, I like Kentucky at the price right now, and if the number continues to move throughout the day, I would think about taking the Kentucky money line and pairing it with maybe some other spots that I like, uh, like uh, maybe a West Virginia play. I've got West Virginia in a parlay as well. All right, what about Florida Atlantic and Charlotte? So FAU gets the winning streak snapped last time we saw them. They failed to cover their last two. This opened up three and a half. We're up to five and a half now on the road against the uh, 49ers. Yeah, that that UAB loss that you're referencing, JVT, is another kind of market situation where UAB is a short home favorite against yep. Florida Atlantic when they have the long winning streak, and you're thinking, hmm, that's an interesting number. So you, you, you can just pull so many different nuggets from looking at the number and understanding the context around it. I'm on Florida Atlantic here, not because I'm, I am I like betting a, you know, a ranked team or a team that's increasingly public or anything. I actually heard earlier this morning from a guy I trust that, that Charlotte is maybe having some injury concerns and some COVID issues in the locker room. So I jumped on Florida Atlantic at the four and a half uh, before maybe that information comes out later. And if it ends up being correct, then I'm going to have uh, a really good side at a really good price. Yep. By the way, can I note, Danny, really quickly, like the, the getting information in college sports, specifically college basketball, I mean, it, it's like, it's really big. And that's, they feel like that's stating the obvious, but like last night's a good example. And Chase, you were probably tracking this. Marcus Shaver gets ruled out 
against San Diego yep. State. The market doesn't really budge a whole lot. I laid it with San Diego State. San Diego State wiped the floor of Boise State. That's a huge loss, but sometimes the market doesn't catch on to those. Yeah, and that's I guess that's the uh, that's the problem when you have a sport where there's 350 some yep. Division one teams. It's just the, the there's so much information that it doesn't all make it to market. Chase, uh, tell me your thought process here with this Clemson and Miami game. I know this isn't necessarily a best bet for you, but you do have some thoughts on it. I'm torn. I'm just looking forward to watching it and kind of going from the in-game standpoint. But again, what's your handicapping process between these two squads? Um, Pretty simple, actually. It's in... I don't mean simple like, oh, it's easy. I mean, like, it, it's it's almost a gut call for me. I feel like Clemson has just been undervalued all year because they're they're kind of seen as a football brand and a basketball school second. I think sometimes you can find market value in that. Clemson's undefeated at home. They're not priced like it in this game. Miami's kind of an underwhelming road team. They're 500, uh, I, I think, on the road outright this year. They're like one in three against the spread when they're playing as an underdog. So... I just feel like Clemson, as good as they've been at home, they can cover a spread that's basically non-existent here. They basically just need to win. Uh, and I like that opportunity to to bet at that particular spot on a team that is maybe undervalued. All right, let's go to another matchup uh, a little bit later today. Uh, where are we at with Kansas State uh, in this game? I'm going to go with the uh, updated number here. K-State catching now one with a total of 150.5 at home against Texas. Yeah, again, this is kind of a gut call for me. Uh, it might even trend a little square because uh, I know some sharp guys that are on the Texas side of this. I just feel like Kansas State's the better team. And again, it's kind of a branding thing where where people see Kansas State and they're, well, you know, that's the second best basketball team in the state of Kansas. But they're undefeated at home this year. They're arguably the best team in the Big 12. I really feel like they're a strong bet at home, and I'm not sure they should be the dog in this spot. So, little square, but I like Kansas State. Hey, Chase, we got about 45 seconds. Uh, give us the parlay here that includes Okie State, one of these teams unranked at home, favored over a ranked team. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, total market movement a lot on Oklahoma State today, unranked, playing against ranked TCU. I like the Oklahoma State money line paired with the West Virginia money line. Mountaineers are playing Oklahoma today. Those two together, it's uh, plus 115, and uh, I, I think that'll get home. Chase Kitty again. Chase A. Kitty up on Twitter. Betting analyst bet MGM. Chase, good to talk to you as always, bud. Good luck. Thanks, Thanks guys. Chase. You got it. All right, score update. Looked like Virginia Tech was going to blow this thing. Uh, they were up 45, or excuse me, uh, 55-45, and then it was a three-point game just like that, but now up by six again, 60-54, to 3.38 left to go in the second. So to Chase's point, the way Tech closes out some of these games, you got to close this thing out for me. Come on, let's bring this home. Only one and a half, and also Iowa State just blasting Kansas. We'll have more updates and more on the Super Bowl when we return. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. 
We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSAN, the Sports Betting Network. BetMGM, the king of sports books, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. Never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app. Featuring a fresh redesign with improved features and quicker navigation, planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points they can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting premier loyalty program, including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager with BetMGM. Sign up with BetMGM or log in today. Take advantage of BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. So we got about two minutes left, 209 to be specific. Virginia Tech holding on to a six-point lead over Virginia. Uh, in that one, that is uh, 63 to 57. Sorry, I had to remember it for a second because I it, I don't know. The retention. I'm getting old, man. The scoreboard went away, and I'm like, wait, what was the score again? Uh, 59-41, also the score for Iowa State and Kansas in this matchup. Iowa State all over the Jayhawks. Can I also just say very quickly in that regard, you go back and watch, Danny. You're younger than me, so I think you'll, you'll uh, enjoy this. You go back and watch footage from some of these old games. How in the world did they not show the score all the time? Right, like that. I I don't understand when you're watching some of these old contests. I think football's uh, right. It's a little more static, so you kind of understand what the score is. But right. like in basketball, how they would just like flash it up every once in a while. I, I don't know. That would drive me nuts. Can't do it. And especially from the betting perspective side of it, if you haven't yeah. been watching the whole time or you're just kind of having your tinfoil hat, like, did they count that? But all these things, yeah, it, it would drive you absolutely nuts. I, I've thought the same thing, especially when I'm watching like old basketball highlights, like. 90s bulls and then it's like wait what was what was the score what happens just like end of game stuff and then they briefly flash it up with like 30 seconds to go but no i've had that same thought too it i guess it's different because we're used to it but yeah that would drive me bonkers so let's go to the back to the super bowl and uh, you know as elliot as our producer split this up right different little matches we can talk about i think one of the interesting ones uh, is this chiefs offensive line against a pass rush for the philadelphia eagles that has been brilliant all season long, it was brilliant in the game against the San Francisco 49ers, right? The reason why, of course, Brock Purdy got knocked out of that because that pass rush was all over the 49ers from a very early standpoint, giving a lot of pressure on Purdy in San Francisco. So the matchup here is this offensive line for the Kansas City Chiefs against his Eagles defensive front. And I got to tell you, like, I, I don't know if this Kansas City offensive line is getting enough respect um, because I think Kansas City's offensive line is, is pretty darn good, Danny. Maybe you have some different metrics because you can always paint different pictures with different numbers. But if you're looking at this like PFF tracks allowed pressures in terms of the offensive line, the dropbacks or percentage of dropbacks with some responsibility in terms of pressures allowed, Patrick Mahomes come in, comes into this with the third best offensive line. If you talk about quarterbacks who have started the vast majority of their games and taken the vast majority of these dropbacks, 73.4% of the pressures allowed on this offensive line. Jalen Hurts by far is the better one. This offensive line is great at 66.4. But this is a an offensive line that does play very well, right, in terms of sacks allowed, in terms of pressures allowed. I'm fascinated to see what this is like because you throw in that matchup on top of Patrick Mahomes' ankle injury, and this is one that in a lot of games, right, we saw it decide the matchup against Tampa Bay for Patrick right. Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. It's why they rebuilt it. And it looks like this now. It was because of that game. And they come into this, I think, playing some pretty pretty good football. I, I'm not really too concerned about the offensive line necessarily because if there's a team that can make adjustments around 
just going up against a good defensive front or Patrick Mahomes ankle injury. It's going to be an offense led by Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. I mean, it took the Bengals quite some time to get any kind of pressure on Patrick Mahomes and finally show some impact on that ankle. But as we already discussed, look, you're getting two weeks to rest it. Is it going to be 100 percent? Probably not. But it's going to be better. Or we imagine it's going to be better than what was displayed in the game against Cincinnati. And, you know, Hassan Raddick's going to be coming around the edge. So you're going to have to scheme against that. But the way to do it is by getting more of those short, secure type of passes or you just have Mahomes roll out enough and then you can open up the options that way. So I really wouldn't be too fearful of it. The only thing that and again, you're kind of countered by because Billy doesn't have the best run defense. But you would think that if the offensive line isn't going to be pushing enough for Kansas City, maybe they won't establish a run. But the benefit is, I already just said, like the Eagles run defense is nothing spectacular. So I'm not too worrisome about what pressure Patrick Mahomes may see. If it were any other quarterback, like if it was Joe Burrow going against him, yeah, certainly I'd have some concerns because Burrow isn't necessarily dominant running outside of the pocket. That's not his game. And you saw them get a lot of pressure on Joe Burrow, meaning the Chiefs get a lot of pressure on Burrow, and he was impacted by it until they finally adjusted after the second sequence and started doing those shorter passes, a lot more screens. So the Chiefs know how to work around a lot of things. I think you're right. I think it's a tad bit overvaluated. And just because of what you saw from Hassan Reddick last game, and it's not knocking him as a player, but I think everybody's getting infatuated with him because of what you saw him do. And even in the MVP market, too, I, look, I wouldn't take a flyer on him for the MVP. Not only did the value just decrease pretty drastically, but the chances a defensive guy is going to win is yeah. slim to none. And, you know, I've talked about this story before, but like last year, I had Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald and Donald should have won it. But they put their votes in like three minutes before the game ends. And some of his biggest plays uh -huh. occurred during that time span. So the same thing could happen with a guy like Reddick because you need all the advantages in your favor to win it as a defensive guy. Yeah, the MVP is a, a weird thing. Like we've. Uh, there's example after example of quarterbacks winning it when they shouldn't. I mean, you go to uh, Tom Brady against the Seahawks winning that thing, despite the fact that Malcolm Butler literally won the game for them at the goal line, right? To your point about mm -hmm. the votes being submitted. Uh, I mean, heck, I hate to say this, Elliot. I don't think Peyton Manning should have won Super Bowl MVP when they won it. I was like, Dominic Rhodes should have won it that year. I'm a big Dominic Rhodes yep. guy. Um, right, but like we get this all the time. And don't remind me about last year because I had an Odell Beckham Jr. ticket in that thing, and he was going to win that mm. thing. Like that game plan was all Odell Beckham Jr. And unfortunately, he gets injured. But I'd agree. Like generally, we, we tend to overthink these when it comes to MVP and looking at guys uh, and like thinking like, hey, he could do X, Y, and Z and get this, right? Same thing with like Bosa on the other end. Unless you're getting... Like, and which I, I highly doubt this is going to be the case, a like 13 to 6 type of game. And at the goal line that was eventually going to tie it, or even then, because even we're talking about, right, the votes and when they're submitted, and you get like a game saving sack or something like that. I, I find it very hard for a defensive player to actually get this thing done. You're looking in other places at skill positions and whatnot rather than the other end. And by the way, going back to like this general thought of where we started, right, in terms of pressure and offensive line. Mahomes actually did a really good job under pressure this year, uh, as much as a quarterback can. Uh, 14 touchdowns to seven interceptions, completed 49.1% of his passes. Uh, if you're going to say, oh, 49%, that's not good. Under pressure, that's solid. Uh, for a guy like that to post these numbers, generally you'll see quarterbacks. I mean, you know, C.J. Stroud, a quarterback coming out this year in the NFL draft, one of the things that people are freaked out about, his numbers under pressure are abysmal, and quarterbacks generally really decline there. Mahomes has performed well under pressure. Now, a lot of that is mobility and able to extend plays, but I would say with two weeks out, right, or two weeks for, for between the AFC Championship game and the Super Bowl, Danny, I think he's going to be pretty close to as normal as he can be at this point of the season in terms of the ankle. Yeah, and another thing, too, you know, we were discussing Jalen Hurts and kind of not having as much experience maybe under these circumstances playing with your backs against a wall. If Patrick Mahomes is injured – it's not really going to impact them until probably the middle to end point of the second quarter if they're really getting some pressure on him because, you know, they're going to have him all prepared, uh, you know, whatever they need to do, ejections-wise, wrapping up his ankle and all the adrenaline. So the first couple of series, he'll be okay, and that's really when you're going to see the Chiefs probably put a lot of pressure and try to go for some of those bigger plays. And then if they're able to capitalize on that, they'll have the lead, and then the Eagles' game plan suddenly changes. But if you want to look at, the other argument from that, it's, well, if you like the Eagles, but you're not sure if you should bet them right now, well, assuming that Mahomes will look good out the gates and slowly regress, if that ankle starts bothering him, perhaps wait for a better number 
on Philadelphia. But what you're saying, I, I certainly agree with you and I both on Kansas City here. And yeah, I mean, up front, Philadelphia is great. Don't get me wrong. And their pass defense, arguably the best in the NFL. It's just they have had the benefit of the competition they've played. So they're really going to be put to the test for the first time with more than a competent enough quarterback in Patrick Mahomes and a fantastic play caller in Andy Reid. Just looking at the uh, the prop booklet that is offered at some spots, I, this is the uh, the best part about it. I have yet to really <laughs> dig into every single one of those, so you got some time, but uh, a lot of those markets have moved. Uh, either way, we're going to hyperanalyze all of this stuff, and that's just one of the many matchups. And the other end, too, you get Jalen Hurts and that offensive line against Kansas City, who's got some pretty good talent along their own defensive front, too, uh, mm-hmm. that we saw take over that AFC Championship game. It's going to be a ton of fun. All right, uh, real quick update. We talked about the way Virginia Tech's closing out some of these games. It's getting a little dicey. 70 66, 22 seconds left to go. Let's Ooh. see if we get this tech thing home, baby. Come on. You're always we, sweating out something in this first slate. It's what do I do? I, I do it for you guys, right? So we have something to track throughout the morning. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think some people on this show could probably bite the bullet and bet some more morning games. I'm not going to name names, uh, but there's only two people and one of us got a sweat going on already. So uh, we'll just leave it at that. So we'll give you a score update. Uh, see if we can get this thing going and get this home and either start my day off well or am I going to go home to my wife in a bad mood and never talk for the rest of the day? Nah, I don't do that. All right, we'll come back. Scoreboard updates. More on the Super Bowl. More on some of these injury updates in the NBA because there's quite a few that we have to get to, including one of the most obvious injury scratches that we have seen, maybe in NBA history. That's coming back here on Live Bet Saturday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work.